I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. Today we're going to talk about dominion and authority, specifically the authority of the believer. This is a major necessary truth that you need to know. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to methodically teach you exactly how Adam and Eve lost dominion. I'm going to teach you about the enemy. I'm going to teach you how Jesus restored dominion. And I'm going to show you how we as the church now rule and reign with Christ Jesus. And we as the church have dominion and authority on this earth. So with that in mind, I want to first of all uh, open up with prayer. So if you would join with me, I'd appreciate it. Heavenly Father, we just come to you today in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the listener today. Father, I pray that the eyes of their understanding would be opened and enlightened. I pray that you would give the listener a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of this necessary truth. And that this word would go forth and it would go into their hearts And I pray that they would hear what you have to say through the scriptures and not just hear it, but understand it and be doers of it as well. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're talking about the authority of the believer. I'm going to talk to you today about how the dominion and authority was lost in Adam and now is restored in Jesus and how this restoration of dominion and authority affects us as believers. We're going to go ahead and we're going to start right at the book of Genesis chapter 1. And God created the heavens and the earth and every living thing. And verse 26 says, and God said, okay, I want to do something else because I'm not done creating. So he says, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. And he said, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over all the cattle and all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And so verse 27 says, And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. And God said to the man and the woman, he said, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the face of the earth. So here we see the scripture says that God created man and woman, and the Bible says he said to them, I am going to give you dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the face of the earth. So right from the beginning, God gave man dominion and authority to rule in the earth. Now that word dominion is the Hebrew word rada, R-A-D-A, and it means to tread, to rule, to have dominion, to dominate. The English definition is to rule or have authority. So right in the beginning, God gives man dominion 
over the earth. Now, God knew as he created the heavens and the earth that there was an enemy and God was fully aware who that enemy was and the enemy that was around was Lucifer or Satan. Lucifer was a fallen spirit. He took a third of heaven with him and he was created by God in the beginning. And the Bible says in Ezekiel 28, verse 11 through 19, that uh, Lucifer was the seal of perfection. He was full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. The Bible says that he was in Eden, the garden of God, and every precious stone was his covering. And it goes on to, to uh, describe what he looked like. And verse 14, you were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were in the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. And the Bible says, and you were perfect in all your ways from the day that you were created till iniquity was found in you. Now, the long and short of Lucifer was simply this. God created Lucifer um, to lead heaven into worship. And inside of Lucifer was all kinds of musical instruments. And he was called to, to, to bring people into worship unto God. But as we read the scripture, we're going to find out. But what happened with Lucifer is he got lifted up in pride. And he said, I'm going to exalt myself above the most high God. And I, I want to take the worship unto myself. And so the scripture goes on and it says, by the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence from within and you sinned. Therefore, God said, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. And it says here in the scripture that Lucifer's heart was lifted up because of his beauty you corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. And God said, I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. And the scripture says that you defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. Therefore, I brought fire from your midst. It devoured you. And I turned you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you and all who knew you among the people are astonished at you. And you became a whore and shall be no more forever." So what I'm simply saying is this, God gave man rule and dominion over the earth, but God knew that there was an enemy and the enemy of man and the enemy of God was Lucifer, this fallen spirit. And like we said, the book of Revelations, we're not going to get into it, but the book of Revelations said that Lucifer, when he fell, took a third of the heaven with him. Okay, and basically just a little background, the Bible says that Lucifer was the anointed cherub. God did not create Satan. God created Lucifer. And Lucifer was the anointed cherub that covereth. And I believe that through the anointing that God had given him, he created iniquity within himself. He was lifted up in pride. And therefore, when that happened, God cast him out of heaven. So there we go. Satan was roaming about. God created Adam and Eve. And this is what happened. God says to Adam and Eve, he said, look, he didn't tell Adam and Eve what was going on, but God knew he was roaming, roaming about, so he wanted to protect Adam. And so right from the beginning, God is going to set up a boundary. Now here at Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, it says here, so after God had created all the things that he created, that the Lord God took the man, put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. 
So God puts man in the garden. He says, this is what I want you to do. I'm going to give you dominion and I want you to tend the garden or cultivate the garden and I want you to keep it. Now stay with me. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, out of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, because in the day that you eat of it, the scripture says, you will surely die. So God, right from the beginning, is setting up a boundary. And he's saying to Adam and Eve, look, he didn't say it flat out, but God knew he had an enemy, enemy and he said, I want you to guard the garden, I want you to tend it, I want you to keep it, and I don't want you to eat of the, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He says, because if you do, what's going to happen is you're going to disobey me, he said, and, and in dying, you shall surely die. Basically, what that scripture means in the Hebrew is in dying spiritually, you are going to die physically. You see, God never created Adam and Eve to die physically. He created Adam and Eve to live forever. And so he says, now, if you disobey me, what's going to happen is you are going to die spiritually and it's going to affect you physically. So what happened in Genesis 3 is Adam and Eve disobeyed God. And when they disobeyed God, what happened it, it, it is they lost the dominion and they lost the authority and the enemy that was there and was prevalent came in and took control of the earth. And the way that they were, uh, the way the enemy was able to get in is through deception. So here we see, you know, Adam and Eve, they, they fell, they disobeyed God. And here we see Adam opening up the door and he gave the devil dominion through their own disobedience. And we're going to prove that out in the scripture. So through this disobedience, Satan, these fallen spirits, had legal entrance into the earth. Adam and Eve was called to protect the garden. Yeah, Adam turned the garden over to the enemy, and now he has legal entrance into the earth. How do you know that? Because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3 and 4, that Satan is the god of this world. So now he has the dominion, he has the authority, he snuck in, and now he is the God of this world. Luke chapter 4, verse 6, we see the story of Jesus when he was being tempted, and the Bible says this was a real temptation, this is something that really happened, and so the devil comes to Jesus, and the Bible says, then the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed him, or showed Jesus, all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, now he's talking to Jesus in this temptation. He said to him, all this authority I will give to you, Jesus, and, and all the glory. He said, for this dominion, this authority has been delivered unto me and I can give it to whoever I wish. What does that mean? It means Satan was right. He is the God of this world. The dominion and the authority was delivered to him through Adam and Eve. And this was a real temptation. So Jesus was really tempted. 
And Lucifer, Satan was saying, it's been delivered to me and I can give it to whoever I want. And we know that Jesus didn't give in to this temptation of the enemy. He didn't do it. He said no. And he quoted the scriptures because that's how he overcame that temptation. Now, he, Satan said, all this authority, he said to Jesus, I will give to you if you bow down and worship me. That word authority is the Hebrew word exousia. And it means authority, power, the right to control or govern, dominion, the area or sphere of jurisdiction, a ruler, human or supernatural, power, authority, right, liberty, or strength. So the devil says, all this authority, Jesus, I'll give to you. It has been delivered to me. All this authority, all this power, all this right to control, all this, all, all the government, the dominion in the sphere or area of jurisdiction, I, it's been given to me. So that is a real legit statement. Satan is the God of this world. But if you stay with me, I'm going to prove to you that there is not only hope, but I'm going to prove to you through the Bible that Jesus came to the earth as an intercessor. He bridged the gap between God and sinful man. He came into the earth through the door of a virgin Mary, and he came to the earth to restore the dominion and the authority back to man. Okay, so Jesus came to the earth, the Bible says, as the second Adam. And I'm going to read to you out of Romans chapter 5, and I'm going to read the whole thing because I really feel in my heart that this is a necessary truth, that you need to be taught this truth, that you need to understand exactly and precisely what it means to be in Christ, exactly and precisely what it means to be born again, exactly and precisely what you received when you received Jesus. You didn't only just receive salvation and, and the right to go to heaven, but you were literally translated out of the kingdom of darkness and you were moved and translated into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light. And with that, trans with that exchange, you now have the dominion and the authority restored back to you. It was lost in Adam, but it has been restored in Jesus. And I believe that we need to teach this truth and we need to make it very clear so that you know who you are in Christ. The Bible says they overcame in Revelations by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. You need to know who you are. You need to understand what the blood of Jesus did for you. You need to understand the power of what has been given back to you because that's what's going to cause you to overcome the obstacles in the days that we live in. You need to know your authority, okay? So I'm going to read you out of uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 12 through 19, and I'm going to read the entire thing out of the New Living Translation. It says, when Adam sinned, listen, sin entered the world. People say, well, all this stuff that goes on in the world, you know, God permits it. You know, we have insurance policies that say the flood, you know, came and it was an act of God. God is not the one who is killing people, stealing people, and destroying people and cities and nations. We have an enemy. And the Bible says in John 10, 10, it is the thief, black and white. 
that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. So it's the enemy when Adam and Eve sinned that came into the earth and caused all this destruction. So it says when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. They just opened up the door and here came a floodgate of all the things that we see that would kill, steal, and destroy us. And it says here, Adam's sin brought death, spiritual death, not just physical death. Remember we said that God told Adam, if you disobey me in dying, you will surely die. So Adam died spiritually, then he died physically. So Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone. In other words, in Adam, we all have sinned, the Bible says, and fallen short of the glory of God, meaning that the sin nature was passed down from Adam until Jesus came to restore us. It's the nature of sin. It's not sins, plural, like I lied, I stole, I did this, I did that. No, it's the nature of sin. That's why we need Jesus. The Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be saved from what? Saved from the nature of sin. So Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone. Yep, because of one man. That's exactly right. For everyone sinned. But it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Still, everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses. Because what happened is the law came through Moses and because of the law, that too helped set up boundaries so that people could be protected. People say, well, the law was the law was the law. It was God was so mean. Well, God wasn't mean. God was protecting his creation. So he set up these laws and ordinances until Jesus came. And so everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses even those who did not disobey an explicit commanded commandment of God as Adam did. Do you understand? Now, Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who is yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. Why does the scripture keep repeating itself? It's the same reason I keep repeating myself. Because the art of teaching is repeating. And what we want is the eyes of our heart to be opened and flooded with light. We need to receive this word in our spirits and understand it and comprehend it in our spirits so that we can act upon it, understand it, and live more victoriously. So it says here, so Adam brought death to many, but even... Greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. As the result of God's gracious gift, it is a very different result from that of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being right with God and even though we are guilty of many sins, which we can confess and then God will forgive us of our sins after we've been born again. But the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death, listen, to rule over many. But 
Even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed, many became righteous. But it, we're going to show you in the scriptures, it's more than just being forgiven of our sins. It's also the dominion and the authority being restored back to the church. Now, when Jesus came to the earth, he came through the virgin birth. And therefore, when he came into the earth, he did not have that sin nature in him. And he was alive unto God. He had the Zoe life of God, meaning eternal life. He was not separated from God. And, the only, and when he was separated from God was when he was on the cross. And he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And that was the first time he had ever been separated from God. And the Bible says that he became sin for us who knew no sin so that there could be an exchange and we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So when Jesus came to the earth, he came to the earth free of sin. He came to the earth as a God man. He came to the earth alive unto God and he came unto the earth with absolute total and complete dominion and authority over all the works of the enemy, over the elements, over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over disease, over demon spirits. Prove that to me. I'll prove it to you. I come from a family of lawyers and I feel with this teaching I need to prove things to you. Because the Bible says, prove all things, hold fast to what's good. I can prove to you that Jesus walked in dominion in his earth walk. He had dominion over the natural elements. He turned the water into wine. How do you do that? You do that because you're walking in dominion and you're walking in authority. He cursed a fig tree. There was a time when he, the fruit wasn't being bearing out of this tree and Jesus went up to the fig tree and he cursed it. You didn't see what happened right away, but by the next day, that tree had withered up and died. He had dominion over the fig tree. What about when Jesus fed the 5,000? There was just a few loaves and a few fishes and the Bible says he walked in such dominion and authority that he was able to multiply the fish, produce this amazing miracle, and he was able to, to make the bread divide. Now that's dominion and authority. What about when Jesus walked on the water? Yes, he walked on the water. We see stories and we see pictures in all of our bookstores, Christian bookstores especially, of Jesus walking on the water. He had dominion over the elements. He was able to walk on the water. He had dominion over the fish of the sea because we know that because when the apostles were having trouble catching fish, Jesus said, go, you know, cast your net over onto the other side. So obviously Jesus had to exercise dominion and authority over the fish of the sea. And because of his place of authority, he was able to cause those fish to come and the disciples were able to catch a great amount of fish. He had dominion over devils. Okay. And this is what Satan hated about him. He had dominion over the devils. And there's a story about, uh, 
about the legion spirits that were cast out of this insane person and they were they went into the herd of swine and the swine ran violently down this hill and the swine were all killed and we see throughout the word of god in the in the in the gospels jesus having dominion over the devil he had dominion over the devil and and we see like even jesus casting the devil out of a out of a out of a child okay Jesus had dominion over disease, the man with the withered hand. You, the story of a man who had a withered hand, and Jesus said, stretch forth your hand, and the man stretched forth his hand, and he had dominion and authority over that disease, and his hand was restored like the other. Okay? And there's many stories of Jesus having dominion over disease. He healed the blind man, and, and, and he healed many people, the woman with the issue of blood. And Jesus also had dominion over death. The story of Lazarus. He was dead almost four days. And, and, the, and the, the scriptures even said he was probably, his body was probably decomposing. And, and Jesus didn't care. He knew who he was. He knew what he had. He knew that God was with him. He knew he was the son of God. And he said, well, he called him forth. And the Bible says, he that was dead came forth. He was bound hand and foot, and he told everybody around him, loose him and let him go. So he raised the dead because Jesus knew who he was. Not only did he raise the dead of Lazarus, raise Lazarus from the dead, but he also raised a little girl from the dead. So we see that Jesus in his earthly ministry had dominion and authority. Now, what does that mean for us? Well, this was the plan, okay? This was the plan. The plan was not only to get us saved, but the plan was to, to restore man's dominion and authority back to the earth. It wasn't going to be just us being saved from our sins. Our dominion and our authority was going to be restored so that we could walk in the place that God originally created us to walk in. How do you know that? Well, I have scripture. We're going to find in our next teaching that Jesus Christ conquered the devil and all the powers of spiritual darkness through his death, burial, and his resurrection. And I'm going to prove to you through the scripture that all that authority, all that power has been restored back to you and back to me. Meaning, some of the things that we put up with, we don't have to put up with anymore. This is a necessary truth that you need to know. You need to know who you are in Christ. You need to understand that some of the things that you've been putting up with you don't have to put up with anymore because Jesus Christ, through his death, his burial, and his resurrection, has restored that dominion back to you. So I would encourage you not to stop with this teaching. I would encourage you to go into the next teaching and continue to study to show yourselves, the, the Bible says, approved unto God. Study for yourself these things to see if these things are really true and really in the Bible. You see, we have many teachings going on in the world today. And what we need to do is we need to stick with what the Word of God says about our situation, about our lives, and therefore we can live a more victorious Christian life. So we're going to close and we're going to pray and I'm going to believe God that he's going to begin to show you more and more who you are in Christ. You know, the scripture I'm hearing come up in my spirit and it's out of Deuteronomy. The Bible says that you are the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. It's not God's will that you be the tail. It's God's will that you be above above only and not beneath. It's God's will that you be ahead, 
the head. It's God's will that you not be defeated. And I believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I have enough authority right now to pray for you and to believe God for you that whatever has had you down, Jesus can lift you up out of it. It says in the book of Psalms, he brought me up out of a horrible pit and set my feet upon a rock. Do you believe that God could do that for you? Well, I believe he can. And I believe that my prayers avail much. I believe in the power of prayer. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay one hand on you and one hand on God. And through the prayer of intercession, I'm going to believe God for your deliverance. So I want you just to close your eyes. And all I want you to do is just believe and receive. So, Father, I just bring this person to you right now in the name of Jesus, who is as the tail and not the head, who's walking at, in defeat and not walking complete in that place that you, they desire to live. And that is in wholeness, and that is in confidence, and that is in absolute victory. And in the name of Jesus, by the power and the authority that's been invested in the name of Jesus and the authority that you've given me, I take authority over that oppression, and I command you to be set free in Jesus' name. And yep, I want you, there you go, just, I just feel the presence of God. Just let his presence just come upon you right now. Just be still and know that he is God. Receive the words that I say to you. And then I speak over your life, and I say, beloved, above all, God said, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project Podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.